0: topic art versus craft just to see what popped up in my browser and whoa was I surprised why because still even in this day and age the definitions for craft seem obtuse disparaging and conflicted and let me just put it out there minimalizing this topic is murky leaden and depressing And I'd just like to know who's making the decisions pertaining to what art actually is because I find that fine line very blurry indeed. Who's drawing the line, calling the shots and, more importantly, being listened to and why. And it seems to all be coming from the art community themselves and I believe that as a group or genre It's up to us, the textile artists and embroidery artists, to change those perceptions. Because textile and embroidery art is not a lesser art. Historically, it was once a revered and respected occupation. So I want to try to understand how this reversal in the depreciation of textiles and embroidery as an art form actually came about. Even the term, the lesser arts, lowers status because these definitions are now so fluid and open-ended that hopefully they allow for future change and evolution. The times, they are a-changing. So, let's stand up for what we do and show the world the value of the needle arts in a society where they are still mostly regarded as the lesser art. Now, this is a topic I've actually been loath to touch until now. It's full of differing opinions and values from people who seem to want or need less esteem to be shown for those of us who use a learned skill working with their hands. Mm. Most art is created by hand, most art is a learned skill but hey I'm willing to dig deeper here because this topic really needs to be aired in a civil and polite way from people from the other side of the fence from people like me who create one-off pieces of art who express their opinions and emotions via what they do and who often If they're lucky enough, exhibit and sell their work through galleries or via online platforms. Stitch Safari listeners, I have to say that I was shocked at the attitude with which many from the art community continue to view the so-called lesser arts or crafts as they are now more commonly known. And that it still persists today. I mean, I knew attitudes were very much locked in the 19th century, but some of these articles that came up in my Google search are very recent, within the last 12 months or so. These attitudes are being passed on generationally, and I believe they need to change or be changed by our constant reinforcement and re-education from artists like us who work within the textile and embroidery spheres. At some point in history, and mainly in the Western world, there seems to have been a divergence. So, with a great deal of respect for the art world, in which we all live and create, I'm going to explore and travel the road of commonality to dispel some of these ingrained, narrow notions and the superiority of art and help create a broader view of what art actually is while also trying to understand where that divergence happened and why because until we understand we really can't resolve this issue fully so let's use the power of the voice the written word and a needle and thread to help educate and hopefully change some of the opinions being proffered it's the least we can do Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari Podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Cathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. One thing that has to be addressed from this from the outset is that art is open to interpretation. It tends to be subjective rather than objective and therein lies part of the problem. So let's start at what we think to be the beginning of art and the term artist and that takes us back to medieval times. Although the term artist didn't seem to really exist in medieval times, what did were medieval workshops or guilds where apprentices worked under a master to produce whatever it was that they produced. With the idea that these people knew and understood their craft inside out and upside down. These were highly prized and coveted skills in those times, offering a place for apprentices to learn and gain knowledge and experience to eventually move up the ladder to become masters themselves. These craftsmen or artisans were looked upon as a whole regardless of what they made, yet they didn't receive recognition for the items they produced. Their patron did. And embroiderers, the Worshipful Company of embroiderers, company began in the 13th century, formed to protect the fine art of embroidery. So we have history here, how things have changed. So it appears it's not until the Renaissance that the distinction between art and craft becomes apparent. The value of the previous system of a shared production, the artisans and their workshops, began to wane and the value of individual creativity, the artist, became more prominent. But not all artisanal work was carried out in workshops. Religious houses and talented individuals working from home often shone throughout history. Yet it's apparently from this time, the Renaissance, that art and individual artists began to be held in higher esteem or were placed in more prominent positions. Interesting, isn't it? Rather than being known as artists, craftsmen who belonged to guilds became known as artisans. Now, this is really starting to make a little sense to me at long last. But what's fascinating here is that this distinction, while well known in the western world, is not always shared by other cultures or countries. And it appears that a clear distinction cannot be made for some items that fall between the cracks into grey areas, such as a Ming vase or a Turkish rug. Apparently, these are deemed both art... And craft, because the Western perspectives label them as both primitive and non-innovative. Now, there again, who's making these distinctions? And are they universal? Of course they're not. We all know that art is subjective, open to personal, internal and emotional responses from the viewer. One person will deem something as art, Another will not. So even the art community finds this distinction confusing. The Art in Context website posted an interesting article in 2022 where they categorize what is considered art and what is considered craft. And you can either look upon this as the holy grail of explaining art or... Just how little is actually known about the lesser arts, especially textiles and embroidery. Art, according to this website, includes activities such as drawing, painting, sculpting, architecture, poetry, photography, music and dance craft on the other hand covers activities such as pottery weaving knitting embroidery sewing quilting beading clay modeling woodworking candle making jewelry making glasswork and paper crafts remember the artisans and the guild workshops that's apparently how this distinction was made The article then moves on to something called the art and craft table of differences, which I find utterly fascinating, where the author adds that while there are a few key differences, there are also a very few key similarities. Now, I don't think you can have it both ways, and I respectfully beg to differ. I'll explain why not all art produced is good or of a high quality and the same can be said for craft but to generalize to this extent is basically why we're at this impasse in the first place now i just can't help myself and have to delve more deeply into this table of differences so please bear with me the definition of art versus craft Art expresses emotions in a visual way, whereas craft creates useful items that can also be decorative. I don't know that I even have to really explain this one. Many textile artists produce work that's visually and emotionally expressive and is also made to be aesthetically pleasing, with no other purpose in mind. Next is how uh, the work is created art uses individual artistic merit and talent whereas craft just relies on learned skills sorry but this doesn't uh, work for me either many artists have been taught and there are numerous textile artists who, artists who showcase their individual innovative original ideas and talent repeatedly The purpose of the work. Art is all about visual aesthetics, whereas craft is functional and decorative. Here, I find the repetition of the word decorative to be lowering somehow, as though we don't all fill our homes and our lives with decorative items. Plus, many textile artists form oeuvres of work that is all about visual aesthetics. Reproduction art is unique and can't be reproduced whereas craft is able to be copied now some textile artists do produce work that's intended for educational purposes to be copied by students to learn what about all the how-to and follow along with me art books out there doing exactly the same thing value Art is expressive and emotional coming from the heart, whereas craft's creative production is made by hand from the mind. Dear idea, oh this is a very poor point. Some repeated craft is emotionless, and so is some art. I know my textile art comes from both my heart and my mind. Description. Art is unstructured and open-ended, whereas craft is structured. I have to wonder if the person who wrote this table of differences really understands the processes textile artists use or the type of work being produced now. Successful textile and embroidery artists use similar processes to artists who paint. The only difference is the medium they work with. Difficulty level. Art is seen as more difficult due to its uniqueness, whereas craft is seen as easier because its skill level can be measured. This type of thinking and writing is exactly why there are barriers between art and craft, and there shouldn't be. Poor art is just as poor as poor craft. Time of completion. Art is not bound by time it's at the artist's will whereas craft usually has a date to be completed again i don't think this artist is actually uh, article is actually written by someone who who has even researched how textile artists and embroidery artists operate objective art offers more personal satisfaction but can involve selling whereas craft items are usually made to be sold. This comment is just so out of touch. Respectfully though, I don't know any embroidery artist or textile artist who doesn't work solely for personal satisfaction and good on on them if they can sell their work as well. And lastly, effect. Art is exciting and fascinating, producing new ideas all the time, whereas craft can become repetitive and boring. Mass-produced craft, I would, I would say, is mostly machine-made nowadays, while textile and embroidery art is unique, innovative and stimulating, and is usually made by hand. Is it just me? Am I seeing this as almost blinkered and coming from almost 200 years ago? Perhaps it's all in the words. Art is equated with intellect, achievement and merit. Craft is viewed as mediocre and unskilled. And while not every crafter would deem themselves an artist, what about those who do? Where do they sit? And again, who's making the decision as to what constitutes art and what does not? There's absolutely no difference between artisans who work with their hands having learned a skill and artists who also work their hands. And please don't tell me almost every artist hasn't been trained. And I don't mean to be dismissive of the the art in context article because I believe it showcases how grey, unsupported and under-researched their theories actually are. But unfortunately, they are atypical of the broader opinion. How do we change that? We have to re-educate we have to show value in what we do and we have to promote the textile and embroidery arts in the context of art and we have to refer to ourselves as artists and by promoting these concepts we will help change thinking but it has to come from us and i think it is happening but oh so slowly In the world of today's contemporary art, if an artist chooses to use craft in their artwork, no one can categorise it as anything else. Just look to the Australian, uh, the recent Archibald Prize win in Australia by Julia Goodman, who used embroidery in her prize-winning artwork. Yet, there was a a backlash Who from the critics... At the same time, more and more art competitions are calling for expressions of interest from all art forms including textiles and embroidery and we have to continually support that regardless of rejection. However, the art world as a whole needs to acknowledge that while some people are simply pursuing a hobby involving imagination and creative skills, others have well and truly taken their craft into the realm of the art world. A world where art is ephemeral, abstract, conceptual and multi-sensory. The intention of art has now moved away from its original purpose. Artists communicate their visions, feelings, beliefs, ideas and concepts. It's about showing their emotions as well as creating a thing of beauty or about making a bold statement and that can be achieved through the use of a variety of mediums not just canvas and paint and I suppose as time moves on these definitions of what art is and what it is not will continue continue to change as artists evolve more fully to explore new means of self-expression I fully acknowledge that not all craft is art and nor would the makers themselves deem it as such but many people use a learned craft that includes traditional and non-traditional techniques, tools and materials to create art and that's the world that needs to be addressed and acknowledged more fully regardless of whatever craft they employ. So, the differences between art and craft is, to me, a lot clearer than many in the art world are trying to portray. And as I said in the opening of this episode, it really depends on what the viewer sees and understands as art as much as the intention of the maker this is a gruelling topic it's so open-ended and reliant on personal opinion which is why it's so hard to define but it's fascinating to try to understand the history behind that original divergence from artisan to artist and for all of us to think about just what we can do to help create a change it's a work in progress i think As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it's truly appreciated. Tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever. Stitch Safari has now reached over 14,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp magazine, listed as one of the top shows about embroidery by Repod in 2022, recorded in the top five textile industry podcasts you must follow in 2023 by FeetSpot, and listed globally in the top 10% by Listen Notes. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast because there's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into Stitch embroidery and design bye for now